Welcome to Small Bites Radio with Donato Marino and Derek Tim. We hope you're hungry. Welcome, everybody, to Wildfire Radio, Small Bites, with uh, Derek Tim and Donato Marino. Man, that's the way to kick off 2019, if there ever was a way. I'm Derek Tim at BlueGeneFood.com, and welcome, everybody. And that voice you just heard, you have heard many, many times here on Small Bites Radio, so you know him well. That's the new co-host of Small Bites Radio, Donato Marino, the owner of DNL Coffee Services, Philadelphia's premier bean to barista provider. Welcome, Don. Well, thank you, Derek. I appreciate the uh, well introduction that you gave me. Well, we we try here. We we try, but. Uh, Glenn is focusing on uh, his new endeavors. He will be in studio next week, and we were always thrilled to have Glenn. He was a great co-host, but he's rebuilding, rebranding, and I know he's going to come back better than ever, and uh, he'll be a guest now and again and popping in because you know he can never stay out of studio. Of course not, but I'm really hoping that uh, whatever endeavors that he does is his works out really well for him. Well, and I know that the endeavor of you being the new co-host is going to work out quite well, but do you know what works out the best? What's that? Hearing from my man, John Howard Fusco of uh, New Jersey Monthly and Carrier Post Correspondent. What's going on there, John? Oh, did we lose him? John. Oh, yeah. He's well, eating in South Jersey, right? He is. I think he's still researching what what the stories are are going to be this week. So we we will get back to him. But the other voice that you just heard is none other than Christina Martin, uh, our vegan expert here at Small Bites Radio. Thank you. Happy New Year. Oh, Happy New Year to you. It's always Hi. great having you in studio. Thank you. Love being in here with you guys, and hope everyone has a healthy. Eating New Year. And the healthiest way to have a healthy eating New Year would be how? Increase your vegetables. <laughs> I'll try. Vegetables. I'll try. You know Glenn didn't like it. Donato, do you like vegetables? I love vegetables. Good. You know what else I love? When I can actually talk to John Howard Fusco. And this time I think we have him. What's going on there, John? I'm here. I'm here, guys. How are we all doing? Oh, Hello. we are doing great. Now and now, my year has truly begun, now that I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. All right. Let's get right to the news. I want to talk about Aurora Grace. Uh, this is a new cafe and chocolate shop that had a soft opening over the holidays, but now it's open for regular business on 5th and South Streets. This is according to Philly Mag. Uh, Chef Aurora World is already known for her hand-painted chocolates. Not only will that be offered, but also the cafe will have cookies, pies, and scones and cupcakes. 
Again, that's Aurora Grace on 5th and South Streets. I also want to mention Fiore. This is a new Italian restaurant that will be opening later this month. But they're having a series of dinners to kind of get people acclimated with the restaurant. They just had one on the 4th. They're going to have one on January 10th, 18th, and 24th. Uh, $90 a person, and they're limited to 30 people. This is according to Eater Philly. Uh, the restaurant has taken over the spot that was uh, most recently uh, held by a Canela Sal. Uh, came out this week on, uh, actually it was not this week, but fairly recently, that uh, uh, Penrose Diner announced on their Facebook page that they no longer will be a 24-hour diner. Uh, still going to be open seven days a week, but only from 6 a.m. to midnight. So this is a, this is a historic change for the Penrose Diner. Uh, on the Jersey side of things, NJ Penn is reporting this week that the team that brought you two fish in Haddonfield will be opening a second restaurant on the same block. It's going to be called The Little Hen. Uh, look for an opening sometime this spring for the restaurant. As far as the menu, we have no idea yet. We haven't announced that yet. Uh, congrats to Coho Brewing and its opening weekend uh, down in Cape May this past weekend, uh, Cape May Courthouse. The theme of the beers is all law-related, not only because it's in Cape May Courthouse, but one of the owners was in law enforcement for 25 years. And also we had an announcement that the Rams Head Inn had abruptly uh, closed in Galloway. Uh, this is according to the Press of Atlantic City. According to the restaurant, they're blaming it on a faulty sprinkler system uh, that needs to be fixed, so we'll have to keep an eye on when they'll be able to reopen. Uh, these articles and more will be posted uh, on my Facebook page and also on my uh, blog. Uh, the Twitter page will be uh, Eating in S. Jersey and, of course, hashtag Small Bites Radio. Excellent. And more importantly, hopefully the best news from today would be fly eagles fly but it's not happening just yet so we'll have to see there's time there's time (laughs) plenty of time with saint nick at the helm yes let's go exactly all right john (laughs) talk to you again next week great hearing from you all right guys take care now have a good one so don and a little other piece of update that our listeners should know is we're going to be going to, unless there's special shows, we're going to go to two times a month. Because Lord knows it, it, it's a lot of work to do this show, and I'm too lazy to do it. <laughs> but Don had a couple shout-outs that he wanted to give uh, out on air, so I'm going to hand the mic over to Don for a minute or two to uh, let him spread the word of uh, merry cheer that he has. Yeah, I wanted to start off by wishing everybody a happy new year. And uh, everybody that does know me know I'm very active in the uh, Mummers Parade. And champion again. Champion again, three times in a row. We are yeah. the champions, yeah. my Don't friend. give up your day job there, Derek. <laughs> was that the uh, Pink Panther, too, right? The music? The, your music was yes, the Pink Panther. Yes, yes. Yeah, we did a, a spy theme, and I was uh, Dick Tracy. Yeah, the and, yellow raincoat. Huh? Yeah, you look sharp in that yellow yeah, raincoat. Thank you, thank you. And uh, yeah, we took first place, and uh, one of the longest-running captains for the Cahill's organization, and the most winning captain in the Cahill's organization. Most right? importantly, yes. <laughs> Congrats! So I want to give a shout out to our organization. Without uh, everybody in there, uh, we could never do what we do. So thank you, everybody, and. I think we should. I think you should reach out and have the Mummers Association. Somebody come in, talk about the museum and everything. I definitely will. I feel like we need the music on right now. Yeah. <laughs> what we're talking with our umbrellas. <laughs> yeah, I'm twirling an umbrella like people on the radio are going to be able to see me. I'm acting like Glenn. <laughs> and anyone else? I think that's it. 
How about your beautiful wife for supporting you to uh, allow you to come in studio and do all the fun things in here? She's happy I'm not home. <laughs> <laughs> she was all, she said, hmm, so you're telling me that you'll be away a little bit longer? Definitely, Don. I think I think you should. Yeah, she had a lunch bag at the door and everything. <laughs> I was like, wow, wow, this is nice. But something that we haven't talked a lot about on here that maybe our listeners would be interested because it is food related is you are also the owner of a establishment for adult beverages in Fullcroft, PA, called yeah, Terry's the, the, Two. The bar is called Terry's Two. Uh, we just picked up a new young chef for the kitchen, and he's coming out with some awesome food, which we will have on the show at some point. Yeah, and the previous show before us, Dining on a Dime, uh, John Cole and Kevin Wilson, they just had a whole show about bars and food, and uh, I think they did drop a quick mention I heard. They did tell me that they were busy and they gave me a little quick shout out. But It was uh, almost like a sneeze. Choo-choo. Yeah. Ooh, bless you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they had the uh, salmon uh, cheesesteak, which was a little take on the Philadelphia cheesesteak. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm going to tell you has a, who has a nice take on a twist of a cheesesteak, and that would be our first guest tonight, and that would be Chef Bill Beck, the owner of Beck's Cajun Cafe in the famed Reading Terminal Market, as well as 30th Street Station. How's it going tonight, Chef Bill? Hey guys, how are you? It's going great. We are Thank doing you. we are doing great. Now, we're talking about mashups mm-hmm. and one of the things that really to me personally uh brought you onto the foodie map of Philadelphia was the train wreck. How did that sort of uh mashup come about? And tell us what it is for those who in case that don't know mm-hmm. about it. Okay. Well, when we first opened Beck's Cajun Cafe at uh, the Reading Terminal Market in '09, uh, I wanted to do something that was a po' boy meets a cheesesteak, but something that was also just totally unique, different. And I thought, well, what better name than the train wreck, given that uh, above Reading Terminal used to be the train shed where all the uh, trains came into Philadelphia. And then we took uh, andouille sausage, salami, steak meat, cheese, caramelized onions, our Creole mayo, and put it on a French baguette. Uh, which are all our po' boys mm. are served on a French baguette. So that is the history of the uh, train wreck from Bex. And it is a delicious, delicious sandwich. You hungry now? Oh, man, I, I could go for three of them. <laughs> <laughs> I want the I vegetarian po' boy. I'm hungry now, just telling you about it. <laughs> now, Great. the Reading Terminal Market, I mean, it's fame. It's uh, People come from mm-hmm. all over the world to check out the Reading Terminal Market. What What was the process to even get your foot in the door? I've heard stories that there's a year upon year waiting list that people are begging to get in. How how were you lucky enough? It might have just that luck, pure luck. The uh, time of the year, it was 09. You know, we'd had the bad recession in 08. And I came along with a fresh, new and different concept of Cajun Creole, which they didn't have, have never had. And as far as I know, nobody's said, hey, i got to do one of those in uh, Reading Terminal Market. So it was a lot of luck, 
and a lot of persistence. Um, my uh, sweet spot for food uh, is Cajun Creole. It was the first thing I learned as a young chef. You know, I came about in the uh, early to mid 80s and Paul Perdone and Justin Wilson, um, you know, were the uh, Emerald Lagasse of their uh, time or the uh, Michael Slamanov. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's the first thing I learned. And it was just a lot of luck uh, getting into writing terminal. And I've been in uh, markets like that before, you know, sm much smaller ones, Chestnut Hill Farmers Market, Flower Town Farmers Market. So it was a uh, venue I felt very comfortable with. And uh, it's just been great. I mean, there is no place like Reading Terminal Market. It is the probably number two tourist destination location in Philadelphia. Oh, without a doubt. It's I'm, that popular. Yeah, I'm, and it's yep. right next to the convention center, so the location mm -hmm. couldn't be more perfect. Uh, an another thing that I find even a lot of people who are born and raised in Philadelphia don't know about the Reading Terminal Market. Let's see if you noticed, Don and uh, Chef Christine, there's no chains. You cannot have a chain restaurant at the Reading Terminal Market. Did you know that? Oh, I got I got head shakes of no. That is correct, that. isn't it, Chef Bill? Yeah. See? Yep, that is, that is true. Spir they sprinkling knowledge here tonight, aren't it. we? <laughs> yeah. They want to keep it unique. They want to keep it owner-operated. They want customers to be able to come in there, meet the owner, get something that is, you know, pure Americana, small business owner, 24, well, we're not open 24-7, but we are open pretty much seven days a week, uh, eight to six. So, but, you know, you're getting an owner-operator experience. But I think that is what really brings it a step above yes. the average, because like you said, it's the owner Operated operator, you have a mm -hmm. vested yes. interest to see this succeed, uh, as opposed to some corporation out of California who's just pumping the dollars in there to have tourists come through and see their sign when they're in Philadelphia's, mm -hmm. as you said, second most visited location for visitors. So I think that's right. what really brings a special atmosphere to the Reading Terminal Market, because even though it's specialized food of Cajun or, or the Amish, you really truly, as crowded as, as it might be, you truly feel like you're in someone's mm -hmm. home when you're getting served at that location. Exactly. And not only the owner operated, but a lot of the owners and their families are there, sometimes two or three generations. Like my daughter is my manager there. When I'm not there, I'm not there cooking or whatever. She's there. There's always a Beck there. So, and that's what a lot of the businesses have two, three generations, multiple family members working at, you know, whether it's the Middle Eastern, the, the produce, the meat or chicken or, or donut place, you know, it's families. And so that's the great thing about it. And this endeavor has been wildly successful for you and critically acclaimed, so much so that you have been mm -hmm. invited to the James Beard Foundation to go cook up there, correct? Yes, and I have in the past as well. Yeah, I mean, how, how did that feel when you got that notification to say, hey, we recognize what you're doing. Why don't you come on up? Uh, well, it's always an honor to be uh, included in something like that. The James Beard House is a wonderful 
organization. So no other feeling I can, uh, you know, uh, parallel that with. It's very flattering. Now, now you so said that uh, Cajun cuisine uh, was what you were brought up to learn. What is your favorite type of cuisine to cook personally? Uh, probably Cajun Creole. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I cook all sorts of things. I, I have a chef background, so whether it's Mediterranean, Asian, you know, farm to table, continental cuisine, classic French. Because, um, because I know some chefs put it who, this way. who there cook- isn't a food that- I haven't uh, met that I don't like. I love food because <laughs> I know there's some chefs who cook a type of cuisine all day. For the job, but when they get home, they don't want to look at it, smell it, touch it. They want the complete opposite of, <laughs> of, of what they had. So that's when you know it's truly in your blood that that's what you want on your own personal time. And there's a lot of Cajun Creole type food to be done. What I do is unique, yes, but there, you know, when I come home, I can do all sorts of different things too. I can do a uh, brie and oyster bisque. Uh, I can do eggplant roulades with a a Cajun uh, Creole sauce. There's just so much. It's endless. Now we have Donato Marino. He's our new co-host. This is his first show of DNL Coffee Services. Now I know a good Cajun place. Congratulations! Oh, thank you, thank uh, you, thank I, you, Chef. I know a good Cajun place has to have Hello. a good beignet, and a good beignet mm-hmm. should always be followed by what, Don? A great cup of coffee. Oh, so Don is probably coffee. Free, right? <laughs> so I'm sure Don might be able to uh, uh, come in and uh, help you out for some coffee choices that may be a little bit different than you've had previously. And uh, uh, Don's over there smiling. <laughs> well, c- come on down. We'll be waiting for you. I'll definitely come down. Because <laughs> no- nothing's better than a good, the, a good beverage and uh, a good beignet. Now, you... We're going to put you on the hot seat here because this might perturb a couple of your neighbors. If you okay. had one place, if, if you only have $10 in your pocket and you're hungry and you cannot eat at your own location, where are you going to eat at the Reading Terminal? Well, let's see. I do have probably three favorites. I love uh, Olympic Gira. I love Kamal's Middle Eastern. And San Any one of those uh, places are my go-to. I eat there oh, those at least are... once a week at any one of those. Oh, those are all three good choices, my friend. And we focused yeah, a lot yeah. on your location. Well, I love the ethnic foods. Yeah, I, I do as well. We focused a lot on your yeah. Reading Terminal location, but we have to remember you also have a location at the uh, 30th Street Station as well, the Amtrak 30th Street Station. Uh, what made you decide to open there? Well, it's interesting because, you know, that's a great hub for tourists coming in and going out of Philadelphia. So that was the the main focus, and it's not that far. Um, I mean, it's only about 12 blocks. Um, Sometimes I can walk it quicker than I can drive. (laughs) Um, We just wanted another... I know, you know, the traffic in Philadelphia is uh, terrible. At the point where it's rivaling D.C. Sometimes, yeah. Um, it was just a good uh, location and not far. And, uh, you know, we're 
been there, I guess, going on seven years now, 10 at Reading Terminal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, that's that's one of the good things. I mean, you you can have them come to the terminal when they arrive in Philadelphia, and if they're leaving by train, they'll get one final taste of Beck's Cajun Cafe. That, that is true, and I've heard that many times. <laughs> well, you know, I did the tourist thing in town, and then when I was leaving town, I found you once more, and it was great. That's awesome. Uh, it is nice. That's Very awesome. Nice. Well, Very flattering. Chef Bill Beck, we want to thank you for joining us for our first episode of the new year. It was a pleasure, and please feel free to share website, social media, or anything like that before you go. Okay. Well, I thank you very much. Yes, check us out on the Twitter, our Facebook, Instagram, Beck's Cajun Cafe. Thank you. And uh, you have a great uh, evening, and thank you very much. No problem. Have yourself a great night. Yeah, good night, Chef. Okay, you too. Thank you. I will say, I, I do love Cajun cuisine. Alligator. I, I like blackened no. catfish. Oh, that is a good one, yeah. too. I've had it. Matter of fact, I had it there in our poor boys. It was very good. Uh, what about, say, like vegan Cajun? That has to give you a lot of options because of the amount of spices that they're using. True, true. And he has rice and beans on his menu, and he has um, a vegetarian po' boy. And he has a lot of it's, some vegetables on there you could, you could pull off there. Yeah, because, I mean, a, a lot of what people always complain, at least what I've heard of vegan food, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't have a lot of flavor. Right, right. It's bland. It's brown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's not true necessarily. No, you can go into all different types and styles of uh, cuisine and um, make make them vegan. What's the most difficult type of cuisine to turn into vegan? Probably your classic French. French, because of the butters, the butter, and, and, all. Mm-hmm. Oh. and meat. You know, it's a lot of. Yeah, duck. French French food <laughs> can't really replace duck. <laughs> yeah, fr- uh, but duck and butter kind of hard to uh, replace. But at Reading Terminal, there is a new um, vegan deli. Really? Mm-hmm. So they make. I just heard someone today post about one of their sandwiches. I think they have like a mock tuna or chicken that's really really good. See, and that's another thing too. I should have had uh, Chef Bill talk about that. Is they have a quota as well as they won't have more than X amount of types of food. Correct. At, at the, the term. terminal, mm-hmm. but that's smart. It's owner operated. Yeah. Competition keeps the competition. Yeah, and and, and the variety. Right, they want to yeah. make sure that they have the variety. Now, I can't think for some reason. I mean, I've been to the Reading. I go at least once a week, if not more. Is there a full blown like coffee sort of cafe there? I know they have. Um, I can't remember the coffee name, but they do have a. Um, like Old City Coffee. Oh, that's like okay. Old City. Yeah. Old City Coffee's there right next to the uh, the cookies. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, because it's, they got so much. There's a Metropolitan Bakery. I always stop there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you got Flying Monkey mm-hmm. as well. Then the Amish. I mean, oh. And uh, the one that makes the donuts up front, um, I think it starts Bueller's. with B. Yeah. Bueller's. When I bring the culinary students, that's where they all run. <laughs> Dozen donuts, everybody. The cream. The, 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 cream. The, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... Mm-hmm. You really can't beat the location. And, and it's, to me, the time not to go there is during the auto show. Yeah. That's that's just, mm-hmm. you're asking for pain if you go there during the, the auto show because it's it's crowded beyond belief. Yeah. It's, it's shoulder to shoulder 
it's shame on you if you can't make money there. Yeah. We yeah. took the culinary students in October there and our 11th graders. And on a Friday, it was so busy. Can I just be included on the, uh, like the, the field, field trips? Trip list? Yeah, I, I yeah. really don't want to do anything more. Do these field trips sort of sound, <laughs> yeah. sound pretty good. Yeah, it sounds sound pretty good. I mean, go to the Reading Terminal. Where, where else? Then we went across the street. My friend owns a cooking school right across the street from Reading Terminal. La Cuisina, oh. and we actually got to sit in there and have lunch. Really? Mm-hmm. So we didn't have to be with all the lunch crowd in the terminal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, because let, let's be honest, you're ne- to me, I don't think I've ever got like a real seat no. where there's a table at the terminal. I mean, maybe I've been at Sankey and sat at, sat at a table there, like at the booth, but not at the actual place where the dining is supposed to happen. And the, the diner at the other end of the terminal. Uh, uh, down home. Down home diner. Yeah. Uh, of, of course, they're they seating. Their seating. Yeah, they're seating. And they open a lot earlier than a lot of the other places. This way you can yeah, you can have breakfast there. But the rest of the day, forget. forget, yeah. forget. I try to go in the off hours. Yeah. yeah. We went to 9th Street first. Then we went over to the terminal. Wow. So we'll have to sign you up next time. You guys are just traveling all over the place, but do you know where some place that you guys should really travel to? Where's that? The uh, Gaylord National Resort and Convention Center. This place is spectacular, and it just so happens, Chef Christina, we've got the perfect person online with us to talk all about it. And that would be, I'm going to, see, Glenn's not here, so he would chuckle, because I know I'm going to get the last name incorrect. It's Rachel Dinbachwitz? Yeah, it was pretty good. Oh, look good at job. that. Oh, we're, we're, we're starting 2019 run. off like fireworks. How's it going tonight, Rachel? <laughs> it's good. How are you guys? We, for doing great. Good, uh, we're doing great. Now, I want to say... Uh, as a, a full disclosure, I was recently at Gaylord National Resort, but I was there for their busy time of year. They put on a wonderful display and event called Ice, where it's it's negative nine, I believe, inside this tent, and they do sculptures and they fly in these sculptures from China, the the, the famous Harbin. Ice sculptors. They bring it in. They do that, and they turn the whole area into a Christmas village and snowfall every night and Cirque du Soleil in the in the atrium, and it's it's amazing, amazing. But this place is so cool. Yeah, you've got so many other things going on year round that Christmas isn't the only time to come visit you. Isn't that correct? That is correct. We are we are open twenty four seven, three hundred and sixty five days a year. So yeah, yeah. Um, but no, we you know we are a relatively newer property. We're, we celebrate our tenth anniversary this past year, and um, the destination in and of itself. We're located in National Harbor, Maryland, and that literally formed when we opened in two thousand and eight. So. Whatever, everything that you got to see has been built in a 10-year time frame, which is pretty amazing. Um, but we're right along the Potomac River, and it's about 15 minutes from Washington, D.C. So we have a great location right across from Alexandria, Virginia as well. And you can just walk around and see all the beautiful um, trees. We have cherry blossom season that's going to be coming up in March and April time frame, where we have 100 new trees that people can see. 
So yeah, it's just, it's great. And our building itself, as you said, it's, it's pretty impressive. There's buildings inside the building. Um, everything's under one roof. We have it's almost 2,000 rooms that people um, can enjoy and enjoy our atrium, which is 19 stories tall. So it's just a beautiful place. Yeah, I mean, and the place is gigantic, gigantic. I'm I'm surprised you don't have your own zip code. It's it's not a resort; it's a city. Yeah, I saw pictures of it on the internet, yeah. and the 19 story atrium looks phenomenal. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah. Do, now, do you do any other uh, shows in the atrium besides uh, Christmas time? Because that would be amazing if you did some sort of like spring show and fall show because that really is a jewel yeah. yes it is it's, it's christmas is definitely like one of the prime times for us as a resort we we definitely go all out we are the the best place in the dc area to visit for ho- the holidays for sure um during the summertime we actually do some more um activities so people can come out and we do um our nightly laser light show again but it's obviously steamed for summer so people can see these amazing lights um going on in our atrium with our fountain going and colors and music uh we did some indoor movies as well that people can see in our atrium we had a silent disco party that goes on during the summertime so we do a lot of different activities that people can experience to kind of get a little bit more out of just coming and and enjoying the beautiful atrium in and of itself and not only that listen to this chef christina i know you'll enjoy this i'm just reading about the spa spa (laughs) 20 thousand square feet see you read my mind <laughs> see i how did i how did i just know that that would excite right me? up my alley <laughs> and you have some new services in store for 2019 at the spa including halem uh halem uh, i can't even speak uh, let's see if we can get it right i'm tongue-tied see i got her last name uh, correct uh, uh, himalayan Salt massage, CBD massages, and a whole other assortment of wellness offerings. I mean, that is a reason to go all by itself. Did you try that? Yeah. Unfortunately not. No, I, I had I I had my six year old son there with us and we were in full Christmas mode. There was no relaxing for me, unfortunately. But that's the beautiful part of Gaylord is if you don't go, you could literally go there for a full relaxation vacation, couldn't you, Rachel? Well, Valentine's Day is yeah. coming up. Oh, good idea. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, no, we, we definitely have, we like to try and offer something for everyone, we like to say. So we have our spa, which is fantastic. And we actually, for Valentine's Day, a great gift idea. Um, we do something called a night at Relash where people can actually, a couple, can book our spa privately and it's exclusively for them in the evening and they get a gourmet meal of bites and then they also get a couple's massage and full access to all of our amenities which include a whirlpool we have a sauna which is the himalayan salt in that as well so it's just actually a very luxurious experience if you wanted to to really treat someone you love yeah and not only that you guys got us now chef christine is a vegan but just in case she wants to tell her friends, 
you guys do have a wonderful steakhouse called Old Hickory Steakhouse. <laughs> Did you like how I Don't phrased that? Don't hold it against me, but I have a lot of friends that are meat eaters. Exactly. Exa- that's why I said, I mean, there, <laughs> it doesn't hurt to mention them. Like, oh, they got a wonderful steakhouse down there. And then they would say, well, how do you know? <laughs> and you'd say, I heard from Rachel. I heard, I heard on the radio. From <laughs> Rachel. And, they, and you guys even uh, offer tableside cheese presentations. How about that? Yes. Yeah, definitely. That is definitely a staple for our resort and Gaylord Hotel's brand. So all of the Gaylords that you visit, you'll have an Old Hickory experience. Um, different design where all of our hotels are modeled after the region that we're in. So we have a Georgian style, uh, like row home restaurant looking experience that people can enjoy. But yes, the one of the key elements is our maitre de fromage who does Tableside cheese presentations, and it's definitely my favorite because I absolutely adore cheese. Um, <laughs> but we also have, <laughs> um, but we also have, you know, prime aged great steaks. We have um, fish options, seafood, obviously crab cake because we are in Maryland. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of really amazing stuff there. And even for uh, businesses to come in, to fly in or drive to bring their employees for presentations, your convention center is top notch. I know when we were down there, it was it was the same weekend as uh, I don't know if it was a championship, but it was a ping pong tournament. It, it was huge, and it was great yeah we we went in there to one time and i've never seen anything like this in my life how fast that the ping pongs were going you do that really well oh my and 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 they i'm telling you these were top class athletes and i you always think of ping pong as just something that you're doing after 10 beers and you're ping pong but these guys were full-blown decked out athletic and unfortunately, we, we saw the one guy. I mean, they were running from one end of the table to the other. And the one guy had to blow his knee out because they had to bring him in and wheel him out. But it, it was it was hardcore ping pong. But that that was enjoyable. I don't know if you if if you were there for that, Rachel, but that was quite a, an amazing show of having all the ping pong uh, tournament there as well. Yeah. No, I, I, I unfortunately missed that one, but we do. We have so many amazing group events that happen throughout the year, and that's a big part of our business. Um, because of our size, we can do, you know, everything from 10 people to probably 20,000 people that we can accommodate in our space. Um, and, yeah, we have a lot of great events. We have a venue that was relatively new that's a freestanding um, ballroom right along the water that people can enjoy as well. Um, and it has beautiful panoramic views, no columns. It's just absolutely stunning. Yeah. And yeah, we, we just have great space. Yeah. And the, the, the place that you're uh, located, uh, the water taxi is steps away. You have the Capitol yeah. wheel that you can go up and enjoy And the national <laughs> Harbor has a whole bunch of stores and other places. And even though I don't, I know probably don't want to talk about the competition, but the MGM casino and hotel <laughs> down the street, no, if you wanted to do yeah. a little gambling, you do a gamble, little gambling, but as yeah. Rachel wants you to come back and sleep sure. at Gaylord, but, and there's a, <laughs> uh, even like a shuttle service that takes you around the whole. Yeah, no. The, the, you, Are they far from do. the we inner Harbor? Uh, the Baltimore Inner Harbor. I think you're about what about an hour from from where the Baltimore Inner Harbor. 
Baltimore, yeah, we're about an hour. Yeah, they're about Baltimore. an hour, depending upon that darn D.C. traffic. <laughs> but, uh, there is that. <laughs> yes, yes. But, uh, but we're, we're right off 95. Yes, and it's a wonderful, wonderful location, and uh, I was thrilled to come back. That, is my, that was my second time at your location, and we always have such a great time at Gaylord National Resort. But I want to thank you for calling in, and have yes. yourself a wonderful 2019, and we hope to talk to you again sometime soon yeah no thank you so much for having me and same to you happy 2019 you too thank you. take care Rachel now another big <laughs> event in 2019 Glenn uh, Glenn oh oh look at that whoa wow Don see I gotta I gotta get used to who's sitting across from me uh, Don is uh, me and you were actually a part of this big event and it would be taking place this Wednesday at 8 p.m on the Fox television station, a transformation of sorts happened at Shanty on 19th in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and it's going to appear on Gordon Ramsay's 24 Hours to Hell and Back. We've got the owner of Shanty on 19th. Let's let's see if we get this last name correct. See if I'll be two for two. Joe Tascour? Um, this is actually his wife, Melanie Tavishore. Oh, Melanie. See? See, well, I, I got the last got the name, name correct. Right? I just yeah. didn't get the first, first one. That's easy heart. Exactly, exactly. Well, Melanie, it is a pleasure to talk to you. And tell us about this experience. I know it had to be transformational to have a visit from the legendary chef, Gordon Ramsay. Uh, yes, it was. It was very... Um traumatic eye awakening it was crazy i i can't even tell you um how incredible the experience was and we we just tried to survive it it the show is 24 hours to hell and back and that's exactly what it is now with the show it hasn't aired yet so we as i'm sure you don't know exactly what's going to be shown. Are you uh, apprehensive to say, oh, I hope this turns out well? We're very nervous. <laughs> very nervous. <laughs> but it was absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. Nothing. Um, I, I, I can't even explain how crazy it was. It just, I can't even remember what was said, what was done, because it was that everything is done that fast when they, they bum rush you and they come in the doors and it just, it, it was insane. And I'm sure it's all just a blur to you as well, because it happened, as you said, so fast. And you've got production staff running around and them saying, you go over here, they, you go over there. And then, of course, you've got... The, the big persona of Chef Gordon yeah. running around. You bloody idiot! What are you doing now? And uh, it, it, it's all hitting you all at once. But what I can tell you is the preview for this show, Chef Ramsay and his team discover that feuds between the restaurant's owner and the staff have not only taken a toll on the restaurant's business, but on the personal lives of everyone involved. 
So I can see why you're apprehensive of what's going to be shown because it's not only business, it's personal for you as well. But I'm going to tell you the good news. The good news is, as Don can probably attest, we were invited as the VIP guests of Chef Gordon, and the food that was served the night that we came with the relaunch was absolutely phenomenal. Out of this world. Out of this world, I agree, Don. The service was top-notch. The food was on point. The burger, uh, I mentioned to them uh, many times, I can't believe I'm saying one of the best burgers I've had around is in Allentown, Pennsylvania, because I'm from Philadelphia. They they asked us from all the way from Philadelphia, can you believe that, all the way from Philadelphia to come up to Allentown. And at first, I was saying to myself, do I really want to go all the way to heck up to Allentown? Hey, what's in Allentown? What's in Allentown? Well, I'm going to tell you what's in Allentown. It was a fantastic burger that I had at I, Shanty on 19th. I opted out for the seafood. Yeah. And it was very, very good. I mean, if you can make a burger and a great seafood dish, you can't go wrong. So I don't know if you guys have taken what Chef Ramsey has given you and you're going to be able to apply what you had that night because, unfortunately, I haven't been back up there yet. But I'm going to tell you what. The next time I'm in the Allentown area, I'm going to stop by, and I hope it's just as good as the night as then when me and Don stopped by. She's speechless. Oh, it will be. Oh, so look. We, we have applied everything. Everything that Chef Ramsey has given us, his culinary Bible to our chef, and everything is incredible. And our personal life has actually been better, believe well, it or not. Well, that's... I think our episode is going to be one of the actually most traumatizing episodes you're going to see in 24 hours to hell and back. Ooh. I actually know that. Oh, we're traumatized. Well, I'm glad we were a part of it. That yeah. sounds yeah. great. <laughs> but I want to tell you, you guys are in a wonderful location. You have the fairgrounds there. You have a theater. You're right in the theater district. I really enjoyed the whole vibe that you guys had going on there at uh, Shanty on 19th and the uh, ref uh, uh, remodel that you guys did. Everything was wonderful. And we here at Small Bites Radio wish you guys nothing but the best of luck. And we want everyone to tune in to see the all-new Shanty on 19th episode of Gordon Ramsay's 24 Hours to Hell and Back, airing this Wednesday, January 9th at 8 p.m. on Fox Television. Because as you said, Melanie, this is going to be the greatest episode of <laughs> 24 Hours to Hell and Back anyone's ever seen. So you've got to watch it. you got to watch it. Let me just tell you right now. We just we just got him renewed for the next ten years. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. I'm, I, not, I'm not kidding you. Well, I can't wait to watch it uh, either. Well, everyone, tune in. It was great talking to you. And hope to see you again sometime soon. Have a great night. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Bye bye. Wow. I watched the preview to see if I saw you guys in it. <laughs> uh, we weren't in the but preview. But have you seen the preview? Yeah, I did see yeah. the preview, but. Wow. I, I can't wait. I can't I, imagine. I, I, I might be scared. Though. I might have to cover my eyes and ears, to, depending upon what, what she said. That, that we might. It's going to be an exciting show. Yes. Exciting. Yeah. It, it, it was fun to be a part of. And actually, next week, if everything goes on schedule, uh, we're, we're going to be joined by Marilyn Russell 
online with us. Uh, she was one of the VIP guests as well. And we're going to talk to her of what she thought of the experience and what we think about it together after yeah, we watched watch. the episode. Good idea, yeah, wasn't it? Great, yeah, it was idea. great idea. Man. Hey, that's why you're Derek Tim. <laughs> <laughs> if only everyone else recognized that, Don, that would be great. <laughs> but you know what else we're going to to be doing here in the new year we're going to be enjoying and embracing the funnier side of life and we have the perfect person online with us to do that we have with us now joining us johnny brennan he does voiceover for the extremely wildly popular fox show family guy and is the creator of the hilarious series the jerky boys How's it going tonight, Johnny? Hey, how's it going, guys? We are doing great. So, word around town is that after 25 years, let me repeat that. 25. 25 years. This is sort of like the Axl Rose of prank phone call albums, that there will be a new Jerky Boys album. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. 2019 will be the first actual Jerky Boys record, the way it was done all the way back in the beginning. So it's it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a blast. And the fans, I'll tell you, it's, it's insane. It's crazier now than it ever was. Yeah, I mean, especially with, I remember uh, back in the day, you, you had to have the cassette tape and pass it to your friends. And it, it was sort of like a little click of anyone who knew where now it's social media and the Internet. It's a whole new ball game that you've got out there, Johnny. It, 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 it's wild, as you said. Yeah, it's, it's, it's unbelievable, to say the least. I mean, and especially, you know, it's amazing to, to stand the test of time. The way, see, back when, when I hit, man, you know, you didn't have, there was no such thing as the Internet. So basically what people had was a cassette tape, or, or, and they went up to their friends and they were like, oh, my God, you've got to hear this. You're not going to believe what you hear. And that, it was all word of mouth that spread, and the Jerky Boys were spread around the world insane. But now with social media, it's all these new generations and, it's more powerful now than it's ever been. I can't believe it. It's, um, it's amazing. And as you said, I mean, it it's iconic. The Jerky Boys uh, really resonated with a lot of people and resonated big time into their hearts and souls. So much so that the Jerky Boys had such a big fan that the creator of Family Guy, if I get this correct reached out to you because he was a fan of the Jerky Boys, so you could do a couple of voices of the characters. Isn't that correct? Yes, that's correct. Seth MacFarlane, actually, was he grew up, he was a kid, just a kid, grew up, he grew up on my stuff when he was like 10 years old, listening to Jerky Boys, and he was, uh, uh, he's been a diehard fan uh, to this day. So I actually read for the main character before there was a show called Family Guy, I read for Peter. And um, it's a funny story because at the time Fox is like, are you kidding me? The jerky, you know, Frank Rizzo and old Johnny's characters. Oh, no way. We can't have that part of Fox. So that's that's what that was the, the feeling back then. It was a lot of concern because but let's be honest, if you look at it now, the jerky boys is is, is tame compared to some of the stuff that's out there today. Oh, and yeah. It's, it's like only two. Yeah, just a couple of my characters here and there with colorful language. But for the most part, the jerky boys is 
it's just heartfelt stuff. It's something everybody can relate to. And it, it sort of, like you said, everyone could relate because anyone who has picked up a phone has had that moron or idiot on the other end that has either called them or you are calling them to try to get help. And you just f- feel like bashing your head against the wall because they're just not getting through. And you channeled that perfectly with that series. Uh, I mean, that that was brilliant on your end. Well, you know, I have to be honest. What it was was uh, creating these characters. They're all based on real people. So when I did these characters back in the day, like, for example, Saul Rosenberg, I'm, I would envision my mom, because that character is based on my mom. So when, when a woman or a man, or they'd be speaking to me on the phone, and I'd be in the situation, let's just say the eyeglass one, where he's looking to get his glasses and all this, I actually would speak exactly the way my mom would speak, but I would, I would exaggerate the character. So in other words, if you ever met my mother when she was a, you could you would instantly, you'd probably laugh right in her face because you could hear Saul. But what what I would do is take her and exaggerate it almost to become a cartoon. I did the same thing. Frank Rizzo, for example, is my dad. So all the characters are based on real people. And that's why I believe it's, it's, it's timeless and it'll be around long after I'm, I'm not here. Yeah. I, I mean, and that's, that's the uh, great part about it. Now also you've dabbled into some live shows. You just did one in December and it was so wildly successful and you had such a good time you're already in the makings of doing more live shows in 2019 is that correct yes that's correct it it was actually on my birthday december 1st so it was about a month ago and it was absolutely incredible because you know i've done i've done shows before i I did a couple at gotham comedy club in new york city but not like this this was different this was this was a whole night deal. It was not just walk out and do 50 minutes and, 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 and then leave. This was a, a meet and greet with a, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it, where you have the VIPs and everybody. In other words, you spend a good four hours, like three or four hours with everybody. And it, 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 just, it was just incredible. People, you know, if they wanted to grab a glass of wine or a glass of beer, they could go in and out. And, and, and it was 200-plus people in the room, and it was all of us celebrating this amazing you know, a brand of comedy that's not like anything else. And, 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 and we're all shouting it back and forth at each other. And it was just, I can't even explain it. It was just a, such a great feeling in that room. <laughs> I mean, that, that had to be electric. Now... It was. It was. It was. Now, the one piece of, I guess, technology, this go-around of the Jerky Boys, that probably made it a little bit more difficult for this album is that darn pesky caller ID. Back then, it was a little bit more free range of how you were able to to get individuals and you didn't know who it was. How were you able to avert that uh, this go around? Well, I'll tell you, it's a funny story. Caller ID came out many years ago, and I actually had people, you'll hear in a couple, I think one or two of my skits, where they actually brag about getting the caller ID to see who I am. <laughs> and I would always I would always welcome that. And if you listen on my albums, when people call me back using caller ID, I would know it's them, so I would just do a completely different character, and I would, I would, I would insist 
that I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> and they would, they, would just, they would argue with me, and like, don't tell me this is the number. This is the exact number that was calling me. I used caller ID, and I was just persistent, and they thought that they were going crazy because I did a completely different character, so they, they were just beside themselves. Oh, that's, that's great. I mean, that, that's priceless because then you're bringing that person up a whole nother level, which meets it, makes it even more entertaining. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, caller ID, caller ID, I thought caller ID was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah. Now, how was it when you got the call from Hollywood or maybe you pitched the idea to Hollywood for a Jerky Boys movie? That had to be a dream come true. Yeah, can you imagine? Think about how cool this is. One minute I'm hanging off buildings, you know, 50, 60 stories in Manhattan, New York City. I'm hanging off buildings on scaffolds. And the next minute, my relatives at a family reunion in uh, mid, mid-80s, early 80s, they're like, they're like, Johnny, your, your stuff is all over the frickin' planet. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Hey, Howard Stern's playing your stuff. Your stuff is everywhere. And it was just tapes that I had made for my uh, family. That's it. I was, I was doing these characters for my, my brothers, and that's it. So to make a long story short, Next thing, sell millions and millions and millions of records. I hit number one in Billboard magazine. And if you keep in mind, when I hit number one, I had to go up against, uh, you know, the Green Day and, and you name the bands, the biggest bands in the game, and I had to go up against them, Pearl Jam. And I still hit number one. Number two right behind me was uh, Radiohead with Pablo Honey, wow. which they asked mm. me if they could use. They asked me if they could use that name, and I said yes, and they chased me up the charts. Jerky Boys number one, Radiohead number two with Pablo Honey. And then... Uh, uh, Hollywood came calling because not, you, I, I'm selling millions of records now. Exactly. And, you know, w- you know, Hollywood sniffed that out. They go, oh, what that, what's this jerky boy stuff? And the next thing I'm starring in my own uh, motion picture for Walt Disney Pictures. Wow. That's the American dream. That that truly is the American dream. I mean, congratulations to you. I mean, what, what a thrill. But uh, I have to say it was really uh, fantastic talking to you. I can't wait to hear the new album, as I'm sure millions of other people have been just waiting in anticipation for 25 years to, to rekindle their relationship with these individuals that they want phone calls from. Uh, before you go, would you be able to at least share one voice with us and say, Small Bites Radio, thanks, or I'll see you guys later before you go and say the Jerky Boys website or social medias uh, before you head out? I could barely hear that last line you just said. Could you say it again? Could you go before you leave? Could you give any of the voices that you want at least one voice and say visit jerkyboys.com or any of your social medias before you depart? I'll tell you what, you silly. I'll t- if I didn't know that, I'd say you was a regular jackass. You got to go check out the jerkyboys.com. You silly. Uh, you know what? I got to get back to my driving and pop some wheelies. <laughs> well, Johnny Brennan, the creator of Jerky Boys and also on Fox TV's Family Guy. It was great talking to you. Have a great night. Thanks so much. Thank you, thank you very much, and a big thank you and shout-out to the fans, as always. Thank you very much. No problem. Have a good night. How about, thank you. You too. How about that, Don? See, I got your name right there. You did. Glenn always said that I would get everybody's name wrong, and he... he <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was trying, ba- keep trying. It was, it was bound to happen. You usually do. I, I usually do. But uh, I thought that was entertaining. We're gonna to have to get you uh, hooked onto the Jerky Boys. Yeah, I won't have to listen to it a little more. It was. I mean, I, this was the 
the cassette tapes. I mean, it's the mixtapes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, like he said, it's a whole new ball game now with the with the internet and everything like but that. But caller ID has to mess that up somehow. I mean, I, it doesn't make it as easy. Yeah, yeah he play, plays on it. I mean, yeah, tries to. It's a brilliant idea to have them call back and then act like you don't know <laughs> yeah. what's going on. It just takes it to a whole a whole nother level. But uh, so, what else is going on with you, Don, in twenty nineteen? There ain't that much right now. I mean, we're working on uh, new concepts for the company, for DNL Coffee Service, uh, how to give better service, expand our product line. I think uh, 2019 is going to be a good year for us. Uh, definitely being on the Wildfire Radio Small Bites is definitely going to be a helping hand for us. Um, we got a whole bunch of new customers coming on board. Uh, Vegan bakery. We have. Ooh, uh, did you? Did he say yeah. vegan bakery? I, know I have to call them. I have the number. Yeah, crumble, crumble and bites. I think it's called. Yeah, thank you. Well, <laughs> we're coming on board, but nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll get their name right. But uh, yeah, they, they, I tasted some of their food, and it's really very yummy. Uh, you really could not tell that it's uh, vegan style uh, pastries that they're making. And you do make a vegan cappuccino. Remember, you made yep. made it one time. Yeah, you have to bring it in again I next time will. I'm here. <laughs> I never get any food. It's usually barbecue yeah. <laughs> and no biscuits. Yeah, no, no biscuits. But our last show with Glenn last uh, December, Glenn did bring in chicken and biscuits. No way. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I was at the last show. Yeah. Well, mm. that, that's no problem. You must have had a secret one. <laughs> the secret one. But the chicken and biscuits. So, so what's new with you for the new year? What's new with me? Well, I'm teaching now, so I've been uh, working getting my teaching um, license, and I've been doing classes. I was just at Cook and Rittenhouse. Uh, I did a vegan brunch class, and I'll be going back in March. I'm going to come up with another topic for March. I'll be back there at Cook and um, in Rittenhouse doing a cooking demo. Oh, nice. I do a little bit of catering, a little bit of classes on the side. That's, that's a nice little location that they have. Oh, it's a great setup. Yeah. I wish we had one here. <laughs> Open one up. And I, then I need an investor. And and we also have a quiet mouse with us in studio. Chef Chris. Chef he, Chris from the Brigada. Yeah, he, he he goes as far away from the microphone as he possibly can. He's listening to these eagles. I think well, we only have what, two minutes left? For the game? Yeah, it's three minutes left, and it's... Uh, Not looking good. Uh, we're, we're struggling. We're struggling there. But we have St. Nick behind the helm, and Don has his Lucky Eagles jersey on. Ooh. So hopefully we'll be able to, to turn things around. And Taylor's out there clapping. <laughs> three minutes is a long time. Yes, exactly. But I want to thank everyone... Of the Small Bites crew. I'm going to go with the entire crew. As we know, we had a change in helm of Don coming on board. And I think you did quite well for your first show, Don. I was very yeah. nervous. There's no need to be. We don't bite here, Don. Small Bites? Uh, well, and if it's a little just, bit of nibbles. Just, just a nibble. It's just, a, it's just a small bite. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Don. Why don't you give out a telephone number for DNL Coffee Services or a website? What do you guys got? Um, you can reach us, uh, me directly on my cell at 215 694 0555. 
for any questions or any help you might need with your espresso cappuccino machines, service, training. There you we can help you out with everything. Bean to barista. Bean to barista. Well, thank you very much. This was a great show. Chef Christina, thank you for coming in studio. Thank you for having me. And we, I would say this uh, was an entertaining show indeed. We had uh, John Howard uh, Fusco, Chef Bill Beck of Beck's Cajun Cafe, Rachel, the public relations manager for the Gaylord National Resort and Convention Center, Melanie Tascatori, the owner of Shanty on 19th for Gordon Ramsay's 24 Hours to Hell and Back, airing this Wednesday, and Johnny Brennan, a family guy and the creator of the Jerky Boys. I'm Derek Tim of BlueJeanFood.com. This is Small Bites. We're on Sundays at 6.35 p.m. on Wildfire Radio. Tune in worldwide on all your Apple products the following days on iTunes and syndicated and a whole bunch of markets. Just read our Facebook posts because I don't remember where. And we end the show like we always do with a joke of the week from the legendary joke teller, Jackie the Joke Man Martlin. Hi, I'm Jackie Martling, and this is Small Bites. Two guys walk into a bar, sit down. The first guy says, give me a beer and give a beer to the jackass. <laughs> he drinks the beer. He says, give me another beer and give another beer to the jackass. The bartender says to the second guy, what's with all this jackass? And the second guy goes, he always calls me that. <laughs>